great. Oh, you knew? What did you think about that? I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I didn't see, I, I guess because I saw Revolver first. Right. I like that movie much better. Yeah, of course. Me too. But seeing the other one, I understand. I see why it's a so recommended movie. Right. See, yeah. I you regret more. Did you? But he didn't even watch Revolver. Uh, he skipped to the end of it. You, got, you actually have to watch Revolver two or three times to really yeah. get all the little yeah. Little yeah. No, I hear it gets better. <laughs> it does. I watch it. Freeman, like, oh. my, what my buddy said, after the fourth time, he's, now he went and bought it. Yeah. <laughs> now you ready what? He went and bought it after watching it before. Oh, he bought the movie? He's like, Francisco, he's going on ten times here. <laughs> yeah. So, But if you watch the revolver first, you're not gonna give us great. Won't be this. Won't have the same effect. No, it's a more intense. Yeah, because uh, the uh, revolver is so much realistic, so much better. There's a lot more explanation behind it. Yeah. Yeah. How many times you watched it? Revolver, at least three times. Really? Yeah, and then I'll spot watch like little scenes that I wanted, like remember. Yeah, I was gonna watch it yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to get to it. I want to watch it again. How many times you watch it? Me? I've only seen it one time with my mom. Oh, yeah. I know, but I want to see it a whole lot. Hey. Hey. I feel like there's so much that I still don't understand. It is. Yeah. Everybody in, we're going to get started. Yeah. So I know I need to. Yeah. I know, it's amazing. I hate to keep talking about it because I keep promoting it. But it's so interesting. Hey. Well, you have your girl? Okay. All right, cool. We're going to get started in about 30 seconds. Okay. Hey, man. How are you? Yeah. Hi. How are you? Oh, all right. No announcement. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Lee Peterson. Um, you can get involved by going to our YouTube channel and on the chat line there, and Hate will let me know so I can respond to your questions and comments. Good morning, y'all. Hi, y'all. Amazing. Um, Anybody here the first time? Oh, nice. Tell me your name and how did you hear about us? My name is Yana. Take the mic for me. Okay. My name is Yana, and I'm here with my husband, Josh. Nice. So, and so, have you heard any of the shows or anything? Just, just a few, a few uh, little excerpts. And what did you think of it? Um, and you can be totally honest, no Black Lives Matter or anything up in here. <laughs> 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 no, I think I think um, you uh, have a very important voice that don't pe- that a lot of people don't dare to uh, to talk about of what uh, what is biblical according to like how women and men should relate to each other, and I agree with everything you say actually. So. Wow, and you think I hate women? Excuse me. Do you think I hate women? No. Oh, good. Um, 
So you, you you were telling me just before the meeting that you guys just got married four months ago? Mm-hmm. And how is it so far? It's really good. Yeah? Yeah. And are you married to an alpha male or beta male? Um, I'm... I'm just married to my husband, like, you know, he, he can just be what he is. He, he can be? Yeah. Is he alpha or beta? He, he, like, only wants one of those two answers. Are you alpha or beta? I'm an alpha. Are you asking him? No, I'll ask him in a minute. What do you think? The worst thing you could be is a beta male. Uh, don't tell her. Now she's not going to tell the truth. He told her the worst thing would be a beta male. So she's going to tell Alpha now. But, um, so you're you going to have a bunch of white babies? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And so do you obey him? Um, I, I mostly. <laughs> <laughs> and why not all the way? Hmm? Why don't you obey him all the way? Why don't I obey him all the way? Well, sometimes, I guess, sometimes I'm not fully trusting him on... Like if he if, if he makes the right decision uh, and something. Oh, I see. So the right decision based on who? Um, based on God. But God is not like that. So is it the right decision based on what you think or he think? Yeah, yeah. Then you know when yeah, I don't what? obey, it's because I don't think it's the right decision. Oh, so you won't obey if he decides to do something. And you don't think it's the right decision? You're not going to obey? Well, eventually I always do, but maybe not initially. <laughs> nice. Have fun, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's good meeting you. So what is it like being married? I um, mean, it's just been, what, you said four weeks? Four months. Four months. Yeah. Uh, March 12th. How do you like it so far? Um, it's really good. Yeah. It's a lot easier than... I think a lot of people think about it. I think a lot of people overthink it. Yeah. And, um, well, it's easier for me because I feel like God um, brought her to me. Right on. So I just asked him. I wasn't really seeking for a wife. I really like how you uh, are against the whole, like, online dating and trying to hunt, hunt them down and things I like that. I can't believe people online date. That's what you make sense. Yeah. That's like ordering a pizza online. Yeah. Yeah. That is, isn't that like the dumbest thing? <laughs> Anybody agree with all our data before I say all the bad things about it? <laughs> it? It's like ordering a pizza. You don't even know where it's coming from. Right. And, uh, yeah, like I, I'm passionate. I'm just as passionate about it as you are. So I, I'm really glad that I can be here. And Is this your first time here? I was here a couple of years ago. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Right. Well, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, I live in Virginia. So. so oh, you live in Virginia now? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, so. man. Yeah, but uh, you have two overlapping, you don't have overlapping social groups with online dating. You, I mean, it's typically like, I don't know your friends from Adam, and you don't know my friends from Adam, so we feel safer, but yeah. it's really just stupid and disastrous. Yeah, it's best to meet in person mm. rather than online. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> so I've seen, there's this show on TV that I was flipping through the channel yesterday, and I've never seen it before. But it's called, uh, it's like these people go online dating, but they're not who they say that they are. What is it? Catfishing. Yeah, something like that. Catfish. Anybody ever been catfish? <laughs> and so 
<laughs> this guy and this lady was online dating, and they had never seen each other in years, like two or three years, right? But they fell in love with one another. And then so finally, so this woman was using a fake picture. She was using the picture of another woman. And it wasn't her at all, right? Isn't that crazy? This is why you can't online date. <laughs> and so he, he had not seen her. So finally, they called on Catfish to come and help him meet her, see her. And so finally, they convinced this woman to meet him at a park near where they lived. And when she got there, she finally showed up. And, and, and she said that the reason that she wasn't showing up before, she had cancer. She lied about that. She didn't have cancer. And all kinds of reasons, she was nervous. But when she finally showed up, she weighed about 500 pounds. <laughs> and she was not this little pretty thin woman at all. And the problem was the guy had fallen in love with her. He's like, I'm in love with her, but I don't want her. <laughs> he was all in love with her, an illusion. And so y'all let it happen naturally. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm glad y'all didn't meet online. That's amazing. You kind of did? Well, I oh. met her through her spiritual father. Oh. And she just um, became a follower of Christ uh, two years ago. Oh, okay. And uh, her father called me in the middle of the night and said, uh, uh, yeah, I want, to meet you. I want you to meet this girl. And I, I'd actually asked him to pray for a wife for me. Nice. And so uh, if you want a wife, um, go to a father. That's the advice that I'd say. Go to spiritual fathers um, so that you can um, kind of use them as a gatekeeper. How long did you date before you married? Um, how long? Don't ever ask a white guy I know. if he remembers. <laughs> Like eight you, months. Eight months? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, men tend to forget the, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They don't remember the birthdays or no. anniversaries <laughs> and all that. We, and the ladies remember it, and they get mad when you don't remember. We actually got married a year exactly to the day, I think, that we talked. Oh, okay. And uh, that was, yeah, that was March 12th. We met online through video call. Right on. <laughs> Why would you well? Yeah, I do. I wish you well. Yes, sir. Your first time here? Oh, yeah. And how did you hear about us? Uh, Troy, my friend, had been telling me about you. and Who was that? I was in Troy. Oh. Right here. Troy. Oh, right there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Have you watched any of the shows? A little bit. You know, okay. I've dabbled, and it sparked some interest. You know? Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Have I forgiven my mother? Yeah, you heard me yes. talk about that? Um. He mentioned it once. Right. It, you know, we talk about things. And okay. he, I, I remember one time he's like, I was talking about my father. You know, he had just passed like 10 months ago. And he was like a military father. He was very, um, you know, angry with things. Yeah. And he had mentioned, have you forgiven him? And then my father. And I'm like, yes, of course. And he's like, well, have you forgiven your mother? And I'm like, it's really interesting to me. Because I'm like, why would I forgive her? But then... I guess I could maybe blame her for dating my father or whatever, but it wasn't that terrible of a situation, but I thought it was an interesting question to be like. And so did you go and forgive your mother? Because most people don't think they have to forgive the mother. Yeah, I have in my head, but I haven't like gone to her and been like, hey, I forgive you. And why not? Um, I don't know. I could say it hasn't come up, but that's kind of like 
a fool's, you know, yeah. reply to just be like, oh, it hasn't come up. Yeah. You know, because I think in my family, a lot of things are just clouded over by like, let the good times roll. We're like having a serious conversation, I think is, let's just laugh, you know, let's have a good time. Let's enjoy these moments because they live up north in the Bay Area. So when we do see each other, it's not really addressed with this like, oh, let's be, you know, let's have this really serious conversation. Because things are just like, hey, everything's great, you know. And so why don't you do it? Why don't you? That's a good question. Maybe I will. I think next time I go up there is for my father's funeral. We like we had to push it past because of COVID, whatever. People didn't want to show up. He's older. And so when I do go up there, there's going to be a lot of, I think, healing. And, you know, my family's not really used to having these like real serious, like dealing with death or, you know, forgiving my mother for, you know, so. I think during that point would be a great opportunity when we're all like in a solemn state of like, it's kind of out of pocket for my family. So you could say to her, hey, mother, I want to talk to you and take her into a room somewhere. Don't do yeah. it in front of the other people because her ego is so big, she won't handle that. Yeah. And it's going to be hard enough for her to realize that you are forgiving her because she thinks she's perfect. Mm. And she doesn't realize she killed your father. Well, she realized, you just don't realize. And um, she's not going to want people to hear that, right? Mm. So just take it in the room and say, oh, by the way, I forgive you for killing my father. That's pretty heavy. (laughs) 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 I mean, I think if you could look at it, you could say that anything, you know, I'm very open to... I'm going to joke about killing your father. Yeah. But you need to see... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. Even though women do kill men, so get yeah. ready. <laughs> um, I'm just yeah. joking. I'll let you see it for yourself, but yeah. you really do need to forgive her, and we all do, in order to be born again of the Spirit of God. And we're all born through the flesh, and so we must forgive our mothers. And they play victim, but they're not victims. I understand what you're saying, like, forgive my mother, but w- in your own words, what would I be forgiving her for? Like, I have my own idea of what it could be for, but I'm just what, wondering. What, what's your idea? My idea would be, like, that she kind of got her, put herself in this situation with my father and never really put her foot down. If like, Not that my father was physically abusive, but he was just kind of just yelled a lot and was just kind of very selfish, I feel, where it was like... You know, he liked to go golfing or liked to do things, but he never really, I don't think, put the family in front of his own needs, which were oftentimes not connected to the family. Like, if we went on a trip, it's like, oh, there's a golf course there. It wasn't anything to be like, I don't know if he sacrificed enough. What did you want to do? What did I want to do? (laughs) I was always interested in, like, uh, physics and science and stuff like that. So it would have been nice to, like, I mean, whatever, or just spend more time with him that wasn't, Something that he was like passionate. Maybe if you saw him that what's up. Did you tell him that to a certain extent? Yeah. Did you tell him that I say to a certain extent? I don't know if I ever was like, dad, I need to talk to you alone and really had this. But um, so you didn't tell him that. Um, I don't think I ever took him into a spare room and was like, dad, I need to talk to you. So but I think it was like mentioned in like, hey, you know, it would have been. But you're right. You know, I, I don't think I ever fully uh, expressed myself by saying that. And why not? I think it's kind of um, an awkward feeling to really, you know, uh, to, to, to address especially your elders and be like, 
Because I think a lot of times we're still seen as children. Even though I'm 41 years old, I think my generation were like treated in this way. We're like, oh, the kid, like, it's, I feel like we're still at the kids' table in a lot of extent. Like, maybe because I haven't had my own children, even though I am married. It's like uh, the, I don't know, want to call them the boomer generation or whatever, but I feel like we're still children to a certain extent in this society. So I mean, how, not in all cases. How will you grow up if you don't deal with your parents in a it's, perfect It's way? very true. I think this could be a huge part of me growing up it is to really, be. and I have been having more serious conversations, like okay. especially with my aunt, but I think they still see me as this, you know, little James, you know, I got to take care of, but it's like, I can take care of myself. And just to break that cycle of me being the child and then being the parent and to like pass the reins of responsibility, right. I think is difficult for them. And it's kind of uncomfortable for everybody. And I think in my family, no one wanted to make anything uncomfortable. It just wanted to be like, hey, this is fun. You know, let's not talk about that. Let's just, you know, dance but, and but, ignore it, which I'm not saying is the best solution. But, you know, as a child and just growing up in that, it just becomes the norm. Right. But you need to take charge of your own life now. True. And if they want to stay in that fallen state, let them stay there. But you need to start overcoming it now that you're married. Yeah. Because your wife is going to walk all over you if you don't do it. Yeah. You're not going to grow up until you face your parents. Definitely. So don't be afraid of your mother and forgive your father. He couldn't help himself either. So you can go and live your life and not stay in that fallen state with your family member. Mm. Because they may not ever overcome. Yeah. And yeah, I, th- thank you for the advice. And I, I, I definitely think, you know, I'm, I'm going to be heading up there in late August. So yeah. I think it's the perfect opportunity for us all to sit down. Cause... And don't ask your mother for forgiveness. You apologize for resenting her. <laughs> and the reason your father was yelling at her so much, because she was difficult to deal with. Mm. He was married to his mother. And he never dealt with his mother, so... Yeah, he, his childhood was very yeah. traumatic to yeah. a certain extent. They all, everybody goes and he went to war thing. early and just... <laughs> he learned to be, you know, an officer in the Navy and just, you know, what he yelled yeah. at stuff, he just got... So that's why you have to forgive him. Mm. And he, your mother drove him crazy, too. He was yelling at yeah. her, but she appeared to be nice. He just yelled that. at everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, my friends were scared. He'd just be like, he just was very blockers about what the rest of the world was yeah. really caring or thinking, which is kind of beautiful in a way. How do you see your mother? My mother is like Superwoman. She was... Superwoman, see? She's just that nonstop. That to pay. Yeah. What's up? Superwoman means she's held to deal with. Uh, I wouldn't say she's held to deal with. She's very, um, like, fun, happy, Works really hard, you know, became the breadwinner of our family, you know, uh, and just pretty much raised us and like did everything like I, she never stops. I'm She's sorry still to working. Yeah. Well, smoke, <laughs> smoke on it. Yeah. You know, think about it and then go and forgive her when you see it. Hey, I'm sorry for resenting you. And yeah, I think she does feel sorry for not really putting her foot down and just being like, OK, I'll just, you know work harder and do instead of like addressing some of the problems in our family and in her own life. I mean, she lost her parents at a very young age. So I think she was really needing a, a family unit. You know, yeah. her mother died of cancer when she was like 17 and then her father died like two years later. So she was just a, almost a child, like left without parents and just kind of, you know, created a family and just you wanted feel sorry things. for her to Yes. To a certain extent. And why? Just because I feel well, she did lose her parents at a very young age, and she also, um, 
I don't know. I, well, I feel like it's very difficult. What give you the right to feel sorry for? Who are you well, I, that I, you should I, feel sorry I'm for? I'm not anyone? saying I have a right, but I just so feel. Why you do it then? Uh, just because I'm looking at the situation. I, I Maybe I feel sorry for a lot of people for a lot of things. But it's maybe sorry is not the wrong word. But maybe is that I, the wrong word? It is the wrong word. Yeah. I would say I just feel like try to understand why they're. And it may have emotions of sadness to a certain extent. Well, once you forgive your parents, all that stuff going to disappear. And then you can deal with people in a perfect way. Mm. How long have you been okay. married? Uh, like a year now. Oh, yeah. How do you like it? I like it. You do? I like it a lot. Oh, good. Well, well go and forgive, all right? Okay. And don't have any expectation. Forgive her. And, and so God can forgive you. And your life will change. Okay. All right? Amazing, huh? Amazing, thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, no phones. Cut off all your phones. We didn't make the announcement, so make sure all your phones are turned off. All right. Um, any other questions? So I have a question. I met with some uh, scientists yesterday. They had invited me to this little meeting that they have, and it was so interesting to hear the ones who studied science and included God in it, and, and to hear those who did not include God in science. It was like night and day. It was fascinating conversation. So I'm going to try to get two of them on, on my show here at uh, Father State. The one that studied with God being included and the one that studied without God. It's totally two different things. One is like Fauci without God and the other was totally different. It was fascinating. But some, how many of you are afraid of dying? Nobody else is afraid of dying? Only two people? Why are you afraid of dying? Because I feel like I haven't lived yet. You haven't lived yet? Yeah. That's why you're afraid of dying? I feel like I wouldn't be missing out on a lot of, a lot of uh, life. Yeah, a lot of opportunities, a lot of stuff like that. So you feel like you would be missing out on a lot of life? Yeah. Like what? Um, buying a house, uh, getting married, um, just seeing how life continues on. I would like to see it continue. Oh, so you feel like you're too young to die? Uh, yeah. And that's why you're afraid? Yeah. So if you die, you don't need a house <laughs> or a wife. It was funny because growing up, I felt, I felt like I would never die, and now I feel like I don't want to die. You feel like you don't want to die? No, I don't want to die. Did you feel, when you were younger, you feel like you were okay with dying? Oh, you said you were never going to die. I thought I would oh, never I die, so that's why I feel like kind of a risk taker. What's the feeling of feeling like you're never going to die? Never thinking about it. Oh, I see. I would never think about it. How old are you now? I'm 29. And you think about dying at 29? I, Are you a game member or something? <laughs> no, I... That was the game member said. I, I thought I could die at 12. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, it's just... Um, just getting like a health scare and then being like... Believing a thought and then tripping out about it and then thinking I was really going to die and then like... That's when I saw, saw for myself that I didn't want to die. Oh, okay. So... How old do you want to live before you die? The average lifespan, like 72. You want to live to 72? I want to live to 100. 
200. Be, that's a nice number. Will you have your house by then? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on the beach. You have a house on the beach by 100? Yeah. By yeah. the time you're 100? Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a long time, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to get a house. That's, that seems like never. So. Yeah, but you will. Okay. So you're afraid of dying, Raymond? You have your hand? Yes. Okay. And why are you afraid of dying? Because even though I de- know I deserve to die, I fear dying because dying to me always means failure in living. You say you you deserve to die. Yes. And why do you deserve to die? Because I uh, I was a fa- in, in many ways I was a failure in living. You deserve to die because you were a failure in living. Yes. If I I always felt that was a, if I was a better person person I wouldn't need to fear uh, fear death. Oh. What's a better person? A better person? Somebody doesn't lie, che- uh, lie, cheat, cheat, or st- uh, steal or uh, shirk responsibility. You do all those things? Yes. Oh, yeah, you deserve to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, Raymond. Okay. The devil busy, huh? That's amazing. Let me just ask about it that are not afraid of dying. So none of you, are you afraid? You're not afraid of dying? And why not? Hold on a minute. Here. Um, I'm not afraid to die because I don't know what it is. Like, what am I going to, I don't know, like, yeah, I don't know what it is. So you, you realize you just said, I'm not afraid of dying because I don't know what it is. Yeah. That's that not sense. a reason. Oh. I mean, why are you not afraid of dying? <sighs> well, if I don't know what it is, I never think about it. Like, so I, you never think about death at all? Not really. Oh, okay. You do? Or, or do you not. Know, you do not think no. about dying at all? So how do you know I'm, you're not afraid of dying? I mean, I'm just trying to be present in the moment. That's, like, enough for me. So to think about death is just, like, what would be the purpose of it? I don't... And before you heard of being present in the moment, did oh, you I think was about dying then? Totally. And were you afraid? Um, yeah, but you know, you're always told like, "Oh, you're gonna live forever in heaven." So I'm just like, "Oh, I'm never gonna die." So when you before you knew about present, you were told that you were gonna live forever, or that you're gonna die. Well, like, you think you're going to live forever, right? The Christian thinks, like, oh, Jesus will come and you'll live forever. But um, but I was more afraid of dying because I knew, like, I wasn't living right or something. So, like, I knew I wouldn't, like, get to heaven, you know, and live forever. But, um, yeah. Also, you know, you're, like, all in your head, so you're thinking about that stuff before you know about the present. But, um, yeah, I'm just not even thinking about that. So, um, do you think about the present? No. You don't think about the present? No. Oh, but I thought you said you did. Well, I'm trying to, like, live the present. I'm trying not to think at all, so. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And so you're not afraid of dying? So, um, 
I'm not looking forward to the, the process of dying, but I have full trust in whatever comes after. Oh, okay. And what's the process of dying? I don't know, getting stabbed or, <laughs> you know. There's more one way. To, yeah. You can die without getting stabbed. That's true, hopefully. <laughs> Were you ever afraid of dying? Yeah. And, and why? Um, when I was afraid of dying, I, was, I had a million thoughts in my head about what came after, you know, where I would be heading. Right. But uh, those, those worries are, are gone now. They're gone. Amazing. Okay. Interesting. Are you afraid of dying? And why not? <clears throat> um, no, because uh, like the young lady said over there, you know, as a Christian, I believe um, my soul is in a perfect spot and it's, it's eternal. So this flesh is going to go through a lot of a lot of, you know, stuff in life. And the being at peace, making the flesh at peace, like connecting it with the soul, it's uh, it, in, in like real life situations, it's it, like the silent prayer helps that, right? Um, it just, you overcome that fear, like, you know, like the Bible says, you know, with perfect peace cast out fear. And um, that I, when you live that, it's just amazing. And were you ever afraid of dying? Oh yeah, um, yeah. In um, in physical altercations with people or something, you know, your defenses go up, and that's fear most of the time. And oh, like okay. like before, I was like, um, you know, before about all this, yeah. Um, it would just be that fear instinct, just attack, defend in any situation, right? That's fear. And then now it's different. It's uh, it's perfect peace, even in physically, mentally, spiritually. It's it's different. What does the present feel like to you? It feels it feels like just I'm doing it right. If I'm in the moment at peace with it, uh, it feels perfect. Perfect. I'm just I'm not I'm not succumbed about of, of the world. I'm not letting it get on me. I'm not letting me nobody, nothing, overcome me. I'm just, you know. Are there times when you're not at peace? Yeah, when I'm in my mind. Oh, okay. Or I let, uh, like, people just, like, try. If I'm just seeing the other person trying to mess with me, and you know, and um, I just let it get to me a little bit, that's like a little flare that could start up a whole mess. Right. And then... But with the silent prayer, just staying at peace, it's like, like you said, you just realize it quicker than, than you know, it's, it's, it's obvious. So there are times when people t- can still get to you? Sometimes, yes. Um, when you say, you say sometimes? Mm-hmm. Uh, and why do you let it get to you at all? Because mm, it could be, it's, there's no excuse, really. I just... Satan trying to just get in me, but it could be like a group thing. We're in a group, and then like a whole lot of people overcrowding you with stuff, and then it's just kind of it's, it's like a difficult situation to get just to speak up a little bit. It's yeah. a difficult situation, right? To get like in a to stay at to stay stable, and like when there's like a group thing going on, and they're all trying to get on you, you know, and it's uh, 
that's a, that's, a, him? that's a situation. Do like, you realize you're not speaking, you, you're mumbling? I'm sorry. Yeah, open your mouth and talk, man. What the? <laughs> you go like this. All right, yeah. <clears throat> I just woke up. <laughs> and so I right, <laughs> I'm not hearing you. Open. You, you feel nervous? No, I'm not nervous. Speak. What do you say? Speak from the chest. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. <laughs> All right. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll sit up. <laughs> and so go ahead. Yes, I just mean by that. Um, oh, that's so much like, better. <laughs> that like much better. I just had to breathe. I know this this guy. When I'm talking to him, he start out loud and fast, and then by the end of the conversation, you don't know what he's saying. I'm like, open your, slow down and open your mouth. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, I mean like, uh, like in group. Did in you group realize setting. you were not opening your mouth and talking? No. Speaking? To be honest, no. Because you're doing it unconsciously. You got to yeah. practice being conscious when you speak. Yeah, that makes and sense. And you'll be aware of every word that comes out. That That's makes true. sense? Yeah, I do. Yeah, don't go unconscious when you're speaking. All right. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, yes, and just the situations where I get to my head is like a group in a group, and then they're right. all like, say, like, right, you say something that. Open your mouth. That, <laughs> you say something, nobody agrees with, everybody's on you, and that's just, that's an example, you know what I mean? Oh, I see. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, interesting. All right. Maybe all, I think most millennials speak that way, right? <laughs> Are you afraid of death? Um, I wouldn't say so, but um, I am terrified of eternity. Speak up. Open your mouth and speak up. <laughs> why, um, why are you speaking like, I'm afraid I'm going to eternity? <laughs> Do you know I can't hear you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do, in your head, you sound like everybody can hear you? Um, I mean, it, it, sound like, it seems like everyone can hear you. I guess. I don't no, no, they can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you're terrified of what? Eternity. Of what? Eternity, like like heaven, like no end, yeah. Oh, you're terrified of heaven? Like, not exactly, just that, the fact that there's no end, basically, after that. Like that, I'm scared of that. Oh, you, you're afraid that there is no end? Yeah. To what? To like... Um, your soul, like your spirit, I guess. Um, dying itself, I don't. I don't think about it. I don't really like. I I understand that it's gonna happen no matter what, but right. like what happens after to our soul, whether we go to like heaven or hell, that truly scares me. Just because I know that there would be no end after that. Right. Um, and that that's it. And so you want it to be an end at some point. Yeah. All right, we'll yeah. talk to God about that. <laughs> you know what? This got to end, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to live eternal. <laughs> I want to die at some point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if you went to heaven, would you want there to be an end? Um, right now, yes. I would say yes, but I don't know what it would be like. Maybe I could change my mind. Oh, I see. How uh-huh. old are you? 18. <laughs> 18? Yeah. Yeah, you'll change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Believe me, when you're about my age, you're going to change your mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard it put that way, though. I'm afraid that there is no end. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And you are as afraid of going to heaven as you are going to hell? 
Yeah. So you, whoa, I never heard that before. <laughs> I understand it though. Mm-hmm. I just never heard anyone say that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, don't be afraid. You'll be fine. Okay. All right. Uh, let me tell you here then. I, you had your hand, right? Okay. Yes. No. No? To, to the question. Oh. Uh, are you afraid of death no. or dying? Why not? Because I already died. You died? And, and what was that like? Painful. Oh, it was? Oh, you talk about a spiritual death, right? Yeah. No, I mean leaving the earth death. Oh, okay. Funeral death. Oh, okay. I was trying to be deep. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yes, sir. Um, I used to be terrified of dying. I'm not anymore. Um, kind of like... Why were you terrified of dying? Before, I was terrified of dying because I was really in my head when I think about death. Like, I would think and think. I thought I could think my way around everything back then. And when I'd get deep in thought about dying, I'd reach this point where it all kind of came to a head, all the things I was thinking. And... I don't, know, I've, I don't know if anyone's ever gotten like emotional in the shower. I'd think about dying when I'd be in the shower, and I'd, have to, I'd be like, whoa. And I'd have to like shake my head and like close my eyes because I'd really feel this, like, con- this idea in my head of like not existing anymore, and I could really conceptualize it. How did you become that way? I, I, think, I, I think a lot of the things I had done in life, choices, I mean, we talked once at the men's forum. Like I, uh, I once smoked DMT, and it. You can't say what we talked about at the men's forum. Oh, I, I, I didn't say that at the men's forum. I said just something blank. But I once, I, I think that I pushed my brain to a point of like thought, and I had seen and experienced death from very close up. I had seen someone very close to me die in my arms. I had had someone in my family die in the hospital bed with me there, holding their hand. I think my proximity to death up until the point where I found God had me so deep in thought, just like worshiping the devil. And it would make me, I mean, it would send chills down my spine when I think about it. I'd get right. to this point of thinking about not existing anymore and it would terrify me. Amazing. And now I don't do that at all. I just, I don't know. I don't have to do it anymore. I don't really worry about the idea of not existing. If I go, I go. I mean, we all know we can't stop that. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yes, sir. Do you have your hair, right? Yes, I did, yeah. Are you afraid of dying? Uh, no. And why, have you ever been afraid of dying? Uh, when I was younger, yes, when I didn't understand the world. Uh, when I was a kid, I would be scared, oh, you die, and what happens, you know, like, I was only, uh, I only believed what I was told, you know, oh, if, you, if you're good, because I'm a Catholic, specifically Roman Catholic, that's the name of our religion, uh... Basically, what they told us was, uh, if you're good, you're going to go to heaven. If you're bad, you're going to hell. Right. That's just, they, you know. They said that in the Baptist religion, too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, That's why yeah. everybody tried to be good. Yeah. <laughs> be good. They don't say that? So you can go to heaven. Well, we were told that when I was growing up. Did they change that now? Every, every service they said that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. I'm not Baptist, but. You're not a Baptist? No. Well, how do you know what the Baptist said? Because <laughs> I went to a Baptist school. Oh, you went to a Baptist school? Yeah. And yeah. what did they teach you? As a young kid, you went to a Baptist school? Yeah, I'm, I'm so tired of... It, the Bible says it's by grace you've been saved through faith, not of works, so no one can boast, 
But I'm talking about so they say physical that. death, not spiritual death. What do you mean? What's your question? Will your body leave the earth? Are you afraid of your body dying, leaving the earth? Are you asking me if I'm afraid of... Um, Sorry, I don't want to interrupt no, no, him. Go, go ahead. Well, you already done that. <laughs> I, was, I said interrupt you. You might want to roll with it now. <laughs> You're asking me now? Uh, I, I, I feel on. horrible. I, I ruined the guy's spotlight. All right. Um, you don't care, Mama. No. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, the Baptists, they'll, they'll, they'll beat it into your head. I mean, every service, you'll, you know, there's an altar call, so... They, if you go to Baptist church, they'll teach you what the Bible says, is that it's not about works. It's not Santa Claus religion. Are you afraid of physical death? Uh, well, I was out there surfing uh, Northern California two weeks ago, and the guy's talking about, like, uh, five of his friends got eaten by, or got bit by great whites, and... Um, and you know, I do crazy things like surf out there and other things like spearfish and deep waters and right. I, I don't know. I I take risk and Are you I, are you afraid of physical death? In, in in as much that I take risk, I'm not afraid of death. But are you afraid of dying physically? I I would say because I want to be a leader to the world around me. I want to tell them, no, I'm not afraid of death. And I want to tell them that in that moment when it's time to choose to take a stand and know that I'm going to die, I'm going to do it. Because not only do I not fear death, uh, so the answer is no. So you're do I, not, do I not only afraid. fear death, but I don't fear what's to come because I've made myself right with the Lord. I've, I follow the one who conquered death. And I'll say his name because no one else will hear Jesus. So but let me ask, are you afraid of physical dying? What? No. You're not? Oh, okay. No. Have, you, have you ever been afraid of Were you ever afraid of dying physically? Um, I've been afraid of, like, when I was a kid, I was afraid of... Like my parents dying, like I think about that a lot. Like, what if my what if my parents died, like, right. and we would have nobody? I, you know, I think like that. I've been afraid of maybe them getting divorced, but as far as being a kid, like, but you know, I I would I was always told, or I, or I always believed that I would be with the Lord, and so I was never afraid. I would I would never tell anybody I was afraid, and I want to tell everybody else that they don't. They don't need to so be afraid. So you, you never, I'm a little confused. Have you ever been afraid to die physically? I don't remember a time where I thought about how when I die, that's going to be the worst day of my life. So you've never at all in your whole life been afraid of dying no. physically? No. Oh, okay. I grew, up, I grew up like my parents like smuggling Bibles into China, you know? Like oh, I see. We're, so we're, all your we're life you've been to be afraid. In, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay, thank you. Thank you, man. Yes. Yeah. So me, uh, today as an adult, I'm not afraid to die physically because... Uh, but at one time you were afraid. Well, yeah, as a child, yes, okay. I was. Yeah. But as an adult now that I understand the world more, right? Um, I'm not afraid because I believe that we're all here for a purpose. 
uh, and I've made an impact on a few people's lives. You know, they've... Uh, okay. My parents don't... You know, like Jesus said, no one's a prophet in their own land. You know? Right. So I guess what he meant was uh, you can't really be a preacher in your own family. They're not going right. to believe you. They're just going to set you aside, right? Yeah. But to other people, you're going to make an impact. So, I mean, I've made an impact on several people. So if I'm gone, I'm gone. You know, I serve my purpose. I'm going to let God be the uh, judge of me. You know, I'm not okay. going to expect okay. anything. So Amazing. if I die of an illness, then I die of an illness. If I die getting shot or if I die getting stabbed or whatever, let are it be, you, you know. Are you a member of a gang, too? No, I'm not. Oh. No, 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 I'm not. I was, I, when I was younger, I was... Uh, Tempted into go, joining right. gangs, and you know, yeah, most of my cousins are in gangs. And the reason but not I ask me. because you're the second person so far dying of a horrible death. Somebody oh. stabbing you. Uh, oh, no, no, but that, if it happens, it, it happens. Say, yeah, I know. mean, right. I, I used to be afraid of that, but not, you know, it okay. happens, and you know, amazing. Will, you know. The reason I ask that because, you know, I, I already realized that dying is just a word. Other than the spiritual death that we, the ego death we go through, there is no dying. It's just a word. It's just another word that the children of the lie make up. It's just a word, and if you're into words, it'll put fear in you. And especially if you're looking at somebody, somebody says people died in his arms and all that. It'll put fear in you, but if you know it's just a word, and that children of God are not subject to words. We are subject to the wordless word, not the physical word that the children say to always throwing on us. Because it clouds the reality of, of what's really going on. And so I really want to encourage you uh, to let words go in one ear and out the other, no matter what they are. No matter who is speaking, where you agree or disagree or whatever, do not, do not hold on to words. Because inside of us, there is a kingdom of heaven. Inside of us, God dwells there, Christ dwells there, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit would teach us all things. But if you hold on to words, even if you're reading the Bible, and you hold on to what you read, then you would never know God. Your intellect will be built up. And you would think you know God, but you don't. You won't. You will still have fear. You will still be lonely. You will still be afraid. You will still have doubt. You will look for love in all the wrong places. You will, you're not going to be happy. The only way you're going to be happy is that you've got to let go of everything. Total surrender. And that's the hardest thing for the ego to do is to totally let go. Really, you got to let everything go. There shouldn't be one person, one thing, one place, or one anything on this earth that's important to you. You can take it or leave it. If you want to live, you got to shed all ego, all ideas, all plans. And I'm not talking about a plan I'm going to Hawaii next week, something like that, right? You plan your little trip. That's practical planning. But life should not be planned Life should be lived. And so if life is lived and not planned, whatever life brings, you're ready to go through it.
to just let it happen. Never ever defending anything. Then you can live. But these words are all made up to deceive you. And that's because the children of the devil blind. The experts, they make up words. And if, if a nice word doesn't work, they'll make up a horrible word. Something to get a reaction from you. And that's how they control you. They got to, if, if you look into your little private life, the way people control you is either telling you something good about yourself, what seems to be good, because they're lying anyway. When someone tells you something good, they're lying to you. They don't really mean that. Because if it doesn't work, they'll tell you something bad about yourself. And then if that worked, they got you. Have you ever noticed that? It's all about control, which is all ego. So you literally must die of the ego, the devil's nature. And then you shall be free. Once you die, you will rise. And But most people protect the ego as though it's them, and they never die from it. If you want to live, you must die. Stop protecting the ego. It's not you. Like you were saying, if you're in a crowded room and someone trying to embarrass you or make you feel bad in the crowd, let that happen. Because if you you feel bad about it or get upset about it, then you protected the devil. You think it's you, that they're hurting your feelings or they're making you mad and you're protecting the wrong thing. That needs to happen so you can overcome it. It really does. And you'll see that God is with you. But as long as you protect the devil, he's with you. That makes sense a little bit? All right. Yes, ma'am. And then I want to ask last week, biblical question. Yes. Um, so last week, so you're just talking about the ego death again. Yes. And last week, a lot of people were mentioning being two in the now. So I was like, okay, what does that mean? And that's obviously a trick because God doesn't use extra words. God would just say now. Two in the now is a sign that that's not from God. So you have to say, what does that mean? That means you're not ready, because God wouldn't say two in the now. That means you're not ready, and you're already blind. So So, you live in the now? um, I don't live in the now. Well, now I live in the now, but before, I've always lived in the darkness. Did you say, I don't live in the now? Now I live in the now, now, but I'm trying to take it a step back so people can see how to get to the now. So it's kind of like a time machine. You have well, to. Hold on a minute. One minute. You said, now I live in the now, but I have to stay, uh, t- take a step back. And the reason I'm doing it is because stay I clear. want you to know that you know that you know. Yeah. Not just because take- I said it, but because you got to know for yourself. The world is suffering because people are afraid to be individuals and know for themselves. When we fellowship together, we are here to edify one another and correct, but. But we got to be individuals and, and not get an identity from anybody or anything. So when you say, now I'm in the now, but I have to stay back to get to the now. Okay, what I mean is being <clears throat> two in the now means you're in the darkness. So you're already there. You're just not aware of it. So if you You're can, already in the now? No, you're, well, I am, but I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about everybody. So everybody is already... But I'm trying to figure out when you said that you're in the now, but you got to step back. Because I'm in the see. now. I Right now I'm in the now, but back um, when I didn't know God, I wasn't in the now. And that's how you know you don't know God. And what does it mean to be in the now? 
To be in the now means that you were in the darkness and you were able to stay in the darkness and you were probably scared to go in the darkness, but God says the darkness is safe because you can hide. And you can hide because that's where the devil is. But God helps you out. So if you're scared and you're hiding, you just got to... But what does it mean to be in the now? You say you're in the now. What does that mean to you? Um, it means that I'm perfect love and God is working through me. To you be what perfect now? Lo- it means that God is working. I know that God is working through. It means that, okay, let me think about it a little bit. <laughs> English is not my first language. Okay. And do you speak Spanish, Jesse? Si. I doubt it. Well, so give me a second to translate it to English, okay? <laughs> Just be patient. Okay, so... And, and look, just Oh, I know, it. okay, I know the oh, answer. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't laugh at me. I want everybody to just relax. It's not a test. It's a fellowship, all right? It's not a get a right or wrong. It's to know, get to the place where we know for ourselves. So just relax and let's fellowship and blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay so, so I don't... what does it mean for you when you say you're in the now? What does that mean to you? That means I trust God. And how do you know you trust God? Because I can see the light. Oh, okay. All right. Well, can I say something else? Like, no, you're going to mess it up. Okay. No, I'm saying. Okay. So basically what I'm trying to say is everyone's scared to experience the ego death because then you have to go into darkness. But if you realize you're already in darkness, then you can start to see the light. And the light is just a little spark of hope. Like, growing up, I've always been into poems. And one of my favorite phrases of a poem that always stood out to me, it was by Emily Dickinson. And it says, hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul. And that would always make me feel better. And I said, why? And the word that stood out was hope. Because I always wonder, what is hope? You know? I don't know what that is. But God has said that hope means you trust me. And I bring you hope. And hope is peace. So when you're in the darkness, you want to be in the darkness because that's where the devil hides. But okay. you can, you, God also protects you, and God tells you to be a mirror. So when you're a mirror, that's the perfect hiding. You, I'm where's Waldo, okay? And I'm protecting my peace by hiding, and I'm hiding in the darkness. So just give me a second, okay? I wonder when this is going to come to the end. Okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to, like, okay, so basically, okay, I'll can speed we, it up yeah, then. Can we I'll speed it, it up for JLP, okay? Thank you. Because he's quicker, and no one else is quick, but... I'll speak Jeffy's language. Basically, a mirror is just your defense. You can look in the mirror and pretend you're shallow and see the devil coming. That's when you're ready. And when you see the devil coming, you can attack. And you attack because the devil doesn't know you're not shallow. He thinks you're shallow and you're looking at yourself. But you're really not looking at yourself. You're looking at God working through you. And God working through you to the mirror, then it can reflect the light, and the light will be blinding, and that blinding light will defeat the devil. And then when it's a blinding light, you can come out of the darkness and okay. you know it's safe. Thank you. That was deep. Really. Thank you. Yeah. Um, biblical question. Um, do you believe that there are demons? This is the biblical question from last week. Do you believe that there are demons? How come he's shaking your head like that? He got his head on her head. You believe there are demons? <laughs> um, yes and no. 
Let me see who don't believe that there are demons. So everybody believe there are demons? Oh, okay. You're kind of shaky on it. Okay. You say yes and no? Yeah. You have two answers every time. (laughs) (laughs) And you said no. Let's go with the no. You said yes and no. Why don't you believe that there are demons? Um, Okay, so my no kind of goes to my yes. But basically, um, I definitely don't believe that... um, how we dis or how people describe demons are what they are. Um, well, how do people describe them? Like, like almost like looking like the devil, like with horns, like red faces. Oh, yeah. and, you know, like, like I I can't say like. Um, yeah, he's definitely not a in a red suit running around. <laughs> yeah, like you like I don't know what they look like, so I can't really say I right. can't believe that that's what they look like. But um, I do believe it could be like souls that like never crossed over to either side and they just um they have like tainted souls maybe that's why they didn't go to one side or the other and so i see a demon as um a person or a a thing of like low vibration basically and i would say that those tainted souls that never crossed over they just become worse over the time and so they I think, like, a demon would just want to live a life, right? Um, so that's why they go to, um, like, humans, like, to, like, um, I, don't, I don't know, scare them or something? Um, I'm very into, like, paranormal investigation and stuff like that. Oh, um, you are? Yeah. Um, I'm just interested in it for some reason. And uh, I think I believe in demons because of, Ed and Lorraine Warren, like the most famous paranormal investigators. Um, But I can't say I've ever seen one or anything. Um, So you've never seen a demon? I wouldn't say so. I have seen things before, but I I don't know if they're demons or not. What have you seen? Um, I've seen human figures like around my house. Like I've seen like people like walk. You see human figures around your house? Yeah. Inside your house? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Did somebody die in there or something? I have no idea. Why you? I would get out of there. Uh, I just moved in, like, last year. Ask where your money back. <laughs> yeah. That's what you, when I move, I always ask, did anybody die in this house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they have to tell you. You know that, right? Yeah, they do, yeah. And, uh, and if they say, yeah, then I don't want to buy it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure. Oh, I used to do that for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what is it like seeing somebody, demons, I mean, human folks running around your house? Do you feel scared? I don't. And I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah. I, I look at it as if I'm scared of them, oh, it's definitely like a negative vibration or like a negative thing. But um, lately when I see them, like, it shocks me. Like, I was like, oh, like, who's there? Like, um, But... I don't think about it after. I don't freak out. It's like, like oh, okay. yeah. Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. And so who don't, everybody believe that there are demons. Um, what does a demon look like? You believe that there are demons, right? And they're here. Yes, I believe there's demons, but I do not know how they look like. They probably look like, like an ugly person or something. <laughs> so you believe there are demons, but you never see one? No. Well, why do you believe they're out there now? Because... I see people either 
like influenced by them or just under a spell or something. I don't know when their actions are just wicked, right? So I believe that's just them very comfortable in that demon that's inside of them, like just wicked people in the world. I believe that. And so you don't see the demon in you. You just believe that that's what they're operating from? Yeah. And why do you believe that? Cause, because some, there's, they, they're just, when you just look at them under that, that doing what they do, is they're just evil, and then sometimes they shake it off and they act normal. Do you, you know? have any demons in you? No. You have no demons inside of you? Nope. You sure about that? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll tell you about your demons in a minute. All right. No. <laughs> you believe that there are demons? Yes, I do. And, and why do you believe that? I do have some experience with it myself before I came to know the Lord. It actually pushed me in the arms of Jesus even more. Um, yeah. So and I, in that time, I also saw some, I saw like a big black snake sometimes. And Inside yeah. of you? Yeah. You saw a, a black snake inside of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And go ahead. And so do you have demons inside of you now? I don't think so. Do you? Wait, don't ask him. Hold on a minute. Why you don't think you have any now? Because um, my heart is for 100% with the Lord, and he protects me. I'm sorry? The Lord Speak protects up a little bit for me. Yeah, the Lord protects me. And yeah, when you you're the Lord protect you. Yeah, yeah, and when you're fully filled with the Holy Ghost, there can be no other spirit. Like He doesn't share a house with anyone. Okay, and so you have no demons now. Yes. You you say yes or no? You do. I do not. Oh, you do not. Oh, okay. Amazing. You have demons. Do you believe there are demons? Um. Yeah. And do you have demons inside of you? Um, yeah, I think so. What does demons look like? It just doesn't look like um, the peace that I know. It looks like something that's not me. It looks like something that is just other. You can see it. And it's hard to describe, but it's just understanding and knowing that it's not right. It's something that's not supposed to be there and since i believe that there is evil right there's um uh the devil we're all little devils right until we overcome we have this darkness we have these things in us and the extension of the devil would be the demons whether it's like anger or having some sort of weird emotion come up that to me is like a demon because it's not my natural state oh okay Interesting. This young man want to be <laughs> Sure. You believe that demons exist? I do. And and wh- wh- why do you believe that? And what what do they look like? Um, I think I see it in people, and sometimes I see it in myself. Like, you just see the, demons in yourself. I feel like I know what is good, but then I also feel that sometimes I'm persuaded to do things that I know that aren't on my right path, my best path. You could say walking with God or, you know, or any way you want to say it. And sometimes I find myself straying from that path and I feel like it's 
I mean, demon, like you said, is just a word, but I feel like it's just like this negative consciousness or um, well, desire. Yeah, death is a word. Desire to, uh, to do things that you, you know are wrong, but then you continue doing them. Yeah. And I feel like it's a demonic force. And I see it in people, the way re- they react to things. Maybe they get, you know, screaming at people in traffic or, you know, whatever, gambling, drinking, you know, things that are self-destructive. And I think if we can cleanse those things, I don't know if it's a, you know, devil with horns, but I'm open to people's interpretation. Oh, okay. Interesting. Did you forgive your mother? You little Christian. How's that related? (laughs) Nice. Good question, but hold on. Did I forgive my mother? Not yet. Not yet. And why not? Um, Can you speak up for me? Like, yeah. Speak from the chest. Right w- from the I w- chest, I, w- right? I, w- I would like to. Why haven't you done it? Why haven't I done it? Because I... I don't have any reason. I'm sorry? I, I don't know. You don't know why you have not forgiven her? Yes. And have you forgiven your father? Yes. And you went to him? Yes. And you said what to him? Yes. Uh, I, yeah, I, I have forgiven him. You and I have actually, I have told my mother that I have forgiven her, but I'm not sure if I actually have. Yeah. Um, are you sure you forgave your father? Yes. You went to your father and forgave him? Yes. And what did he say when you went to him? Um, he said... He said that he wished that he would have done things differently um, and that he loves me. Where are you from? I'm from the Netherlands. Oh, I like your voice, your language. Thanks. I'm from the Netherlands. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, I just made my day, just so you know. Yeah. Um, Did you forgive your mother? Yeah. You went to her? Yes. And so why do you ask why is that important? Many times. Well, because we're talking about demons. So I'm just, I am honestly curious about how those things are related. I I guess it is an access point, maybe. Yeah, unforgiveness. So you went to your mother and forgave her? Yes, sir. You told her that? Yeah, many, many times. Why do you go back so many times? She has um, dementia. And so she's kind of, so, you know. Whenever she's in a fuss or something, you know, I'll tell her, you know, I forgive you for this, and you don't have to feel guilty about any of this. And yeah, I, I, I'm not angry, not angry well, you person, don't need not to angry forgive, at her. But one time, once you forgive her, that's it. Well, yeah, but you know, you you still have to live with them, and when they do that, it's I think it's good to for them to know that that you still forgive them. Yeah. Then, so does it help her? Will you say that over and over again? Yeah, I think so. In what I'm way always trying it, to help her, you know. She's got, you know, she's my mom. So. In what way does it help her when you keep saying, oh, I forgive you? Um, I don't, like, keep saying it like, like that, but, right. like, you know, when things come up. Um, do I think it helps her? That's a good question. In as, in as much that I think it can, I can help her. I feel like it does, but really the only help that she can get is from God. So, right. um, yeah, just 
leaves it just to let let her deal with with him so or him with her right yeah. does she understand you at, at, because my father aspired of that too uh-huh. of the alzheimer's thing yeah it's not alzheimer's uh she understands she does understand she has she said some she good had days. dementia yes sir oh okay yeah okay uh can we ask this and i know okay. i'm gonna try to get to everybody here, here. so you have not forgiven your mother yet right yes sir and do you love god yes sir how is it that you love God, you never see him, but you haven't forgiven your mother whom you see? That's a good question. And the answer is what? It was a question. <laughs> How is it? Uh-uh. I don't know. You don't know? Um, you don't know? Perhaps I, I don't know, I, perhaps I haven't. Uh, it's not a test, so, uh, you, you know, you don't fail. You don't get an A or B or anything. It's just a fellowship, so mm-hmm. you can relax. Um, and the reason I want to ask you that, because I want you to think about that. Mm-hmm. Because God said, before we enter into the kingdom, we must forgive. Mm-hmm. And when you forgive others, especially with the parents, mm-hmm. you will forgive everybody. But when you forgive your parents, then God will forgive you. Then he'll draw you into the kingdom of heaven with his love. And his love will conquer the darkness. Mm-hmm. It will destroy the not you, the ego. Mm-hmm. But you must face your mother and forgive her because she couldn't help herself. Mm-hmm. Her mother did it to her and so on and so on. And that's what it means to honor our parents, meaning not to resent them. It doesn't mean you got to take care of them. You don't owe them anything, but once you forgive them, all guilt will disappear. And if you want to help them, you will. If you don't, you won't. But you won't feel obligated to do it. Mm -hmm. You won't feel guilty. But you must forgive your mother if you want to love God. Mm -hmm. You got to face her. Mm -hmm. Is she over here or over in the Netherlands? Yeah, she's in Amsterdam. Oh, you could do it by FaceTime, Mm -hmm. but you if you can look at it until that's better. Mm-hmm. That way you get your courage back as well. Mm-hmm. We think about that. Mm-hmm. That yes. makes sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. So face your mother. Hey, mother, I'm sorry for resenting you or being angry at you. You were so imposing. Uh, whatever comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you impose your will on me. You turn me against my father. And I realize now you can help him. Because her mother did it to her. Her mother did it to her. And it just passed down generation to generation. Mm-hmm. And if you don't forgive your mother, you're going to do to your children what was done to you. You mm-hmm. won't be able to help it mm-hmm. because of that, not forgiving. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you think about that? Yes. Yes, uh, sir. Okay. Thank you. So forgive your mother. Mm-hmm. And once you forgive her, you don't have to keep going back because now you operate in love and love will conquer all. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. Amazing, huh? Yes. Nice. <laughs> Any question about that? No, I think I Any think disagreement will, with that. Yes. Do you disagree with that? I agree. Oh, you agree. Okay. I agree with it and yes. Thank you so much, sir. You're welcome. Uh, yes, sir. I have a question. Okay. Do you think there's anything Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one minute. Yeah. Do you do you think that there's anyone or anything that is unforgivable? No. 
even if someone is repeating this process that's hurting you, you think there just keep forgiving. Right, you still forgive them yeah. because that's their issue and not yours. And once you forgive them, nothing can touch you. Yeah. Because the only way that anything can touch you is that you're living in darkness of unforgiveness. And so you're subject to the world, to people, places, and things. But if you forgive, then no matter how crazy they are, that's on them and not yeah. you. But and there's nothing on earth that you cannot and should not forgive. Do you think you should, you know, say you're in a relationship or a work thing or something where it's just abusive and you can forgive these people, but don't you think it's best to maybe just leave that situation, but you can still forgive or do you think it's better to stay in it or and keep forgiving or? You got my word that if you have truly forgiven, it wouldn't be hard to stay in that situation. It's only hard to stay because you're judging them as they're judging you. You're playing God. You're no different than them. It's just that because your stuff is not as wild and crazy, obviously. And so it makes your stuff look like it's better. But if you forgive them, then you can be in any situation and not be moved by it. Okay. And if you want to leave the situation, you'll leave not by running away from it. You just want to move on, right? Yeah. And because had Christ not had perfect love, he would not have been able to go into the situation that he went into. Yeah. Christ went into hell and dealt with folks, you know, on earth and down below too. But he went into hell, and the only reason he went into hell and was able to do it, he went to mock the people. He went with those who were sick and, and perverted and everything, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Because he had love, and that love would shine on the darkness, and people would see that, and he would tell them how to overcome it. Yeah, the way I look at it is a lot of people, it's like, Lord, forgive them. I, they know not what they do. And I feel like a lot of people who do me ill well or, you know, have hurt me or whatever in the past, I feel like they're not doing it. They just don't know what they're doing in a way. They and don't. So I they forgive them for that. See. But there is a point where it's like, I need to separate myself from this person, you know, while and they you will do that go if through you their want healing to. or whatever. You will do that if you want to, but you wouldn't be running away from the situation. Mm. Yeah, you have peace in the, right in the mess, and and the mess is happening around you, but you won't be a part of it. So, what do you think would be the best way to leave, like a friendship where you feel like they're kind of you know not treating you very well as a friend, and you just don't really want to see them anymore? Like, do you just ghost them and stop picking up their call, or just tell them, hey, you know, I forgive you, but I just don't want to be friends with you anymore? I will get with them if you could. And apologize to them for resenting them. I'm sorry for judging you. I realize you can't help yourself. I'm wrong. Yeah. And then if you, you're going to start seeing reality about you. And if you want to be hang around, you will. If not, you'll walk away. But you'll walk away a free man. Mm. Because the issue is not with them. It's with you. Yeah. And yes, they have their own issues too. And that's why misery love company. The devil loved yeah. more devils. As someone was saying, the devil loved to try to hurt. I think somebody said that. The devil loved to try to hurt other people because that's what he lives off or she lives off. But if you forgive, you won't be affected by it. Yeah. The only way you're hurting is because you have not forgiven. And you think it's them, but it's you. Yeah, because I've found that I, a lot of times I'll just walk away and not even really 
have closure, but I'm just like, I'm just not even going to answer this person's call. And then I just move on with my life. But I feel like that's not the best way to end these relationships. Because all you're doing is walking from one devil to another one. Mm. You're just going from one bad situation inside another person to another because that's what's in you. Yeah. And you're attracted to that. And you have a love-hate relationship for it. So you think, yeah, just have a call them or whatever and just say, hey, I forgive you, but. Yeah. You need you to can't help yourself. They can't help it. You, the one thing I do want to promise you, and I'm not guys, so I hate, but the real you have never been hurt in your whole life. You have never been hurt. Yeah. You don't feel pain. You yeah. don't feel sadness. You don't feel lonely. You don't it's kind feel of like distressed. anger, like you need to allow yourself to be angry. Something can't make you angry. That's the devil's nature yeah. in you, and you think that is you. Yeah, because things can't make you do things. You make yourself, yeah. Someone could be yelling at you, but then you need to make the conscious decision to be like, okay, I'm anger. Okay, I'm sad. Kind of like that. You need to see that so you can overcome it. Mm. And you overcome it by forgiving so that God can make a home in you and, and defeat the enemy within Okay. Do you understand the problem yeah. with you? I That's why you can't have these situations. Because it all starts and ends kind of with you. And it starts with you and ends with you. It okay. really does. Cool. That's why I'm telling you, you got to forgive your parents first. You need to start with you by you seeing that you have anger. And you seeing that it came from your parents, especially the mother. Okay. And your father for not protecting you. And that yearning that you have is a yearning for the father. It's not for another person. It's not for material things. It's not for love. It's for the father. There will come a day when I return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. And so when you forgive your father, your earthly father, then you, God will forgive you. And, and then you can love God because as long as you're angry at your earthly father, you're never going to know God because men represent God. They may be weak and turn away from him, but men of God in Christ, Christ and man, man over woman and woman over children. Every man represent God. He's the son of God. He just left home because he was traumatized, right? And so the world hates the son. And so when you hate your earthly father, you hate God. Mm. You can't love the father unless you love the son. And love just means don't hate, don't be angry. So you got to forgive so you can deal with the world. Yeah. Because the world is dark, meaning people of the world, and mean, and nasty, yeah. And, yeah. and evil. And you won't be able to handle that. You can't fight the devil with the devil. Yeah. You need to fight the devil with love, which and is God, I, inside you. I do forgive, but sometimes I just feel like I run away from situations instead of confronting them. Because like, I forgive not, them, but I'm like, I'm done. You, you have know? not forgiven. Without you creating closure. Your mother and your father, you have not forgiven. Yeah. Well, I have in my head, but I haven't, like I said. Does, the devil lives in your head. God ain't up there. Yeah. God is a voiceless voice in the soul of your belly. The devil lives in your imagination, in your head, and he's yeah. the one that's talking to you. I understand. Like, we know. It's like what we know is like God, but when we're, like, overthinking things, the devil can be like, well, like, make you second-guess stuff. Yeah. But we all know what's good. We all heart. know the truth. Yeah. We just turn away from it when we're made to be angry as little kids. And when you forgive, you come back to the truth that you already knew as a kid. Mm -hmm. 
But we all know the truth. Yeah, I feel that. You just like, can't do it because this other thing like gut, has yeah. made a home in you and in your emotions, and it prevents you from doing that's what like the, you, the right thing, yeah. and it causes you to do the wrong thing. Yeah. You're not in control. It's like the devil on your shoulder you know, yeah. telling you. Instead of being, yeah, he is. Convincing you to do the things that you know aren't good for you. Yeah, he's like, get out of that situation. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah, you should go back to sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not benefiting you in the long run when you know in your gut what is good and what your path is, kind of. But then you just talk yourself out of it. Like, oh, well, you know, I've been good. I can, yeah. It's not you talking that's you out the, of it. That's the demon or whatever, you yeah. know, you want to call it. Absolutely. Amazing, man. So go forgive your mama. Your I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> and then you be over with, you'll be done with anger, and then love will conquer all. All right. The light will, sh- will shine, and it will guide you, and you will live. Sweet. And so if you need to get out of a situation, you will. <laughs> if not, you're fine. Either way, you'll be fine. Sweet. Amazing, huh? Amazing. I like it. Amazing. Yeah. Let me tell you what the demon looked like. And he's into everybody. There's not one soul on earth that he's not made a home in. What? <laughs> Prophet Muhammad? Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. I just wanted to answer real quick. Okay. Okay. About uh, the demon? Yeah. Uh, do you believe that there are demons? Yes. And... and and why do you believe it? Because the demons are all the thoughts. Give me an example of what you mean. Uh, well, kind of like how this gentleman asked, how does it correlate for her to forgive the mother? The minute that we take on the mother's mindset, we start to believe the thoughts, and the thoughts are the feelings and the emotions. Kind of like when you were rubbing her back when he, asked the, he was asking her the tough question. We become the mama, and that's how it all correlates, is that... Uh, we start to believe the thoughts. Those are the demons that make us become a devil, a baby devil. All in Jesus' name, just so you know someone else is willing to say Jesus up in here. Anyway. Amazing. <laughs> He's right. You know how, you notice how when, let's say, you want to apologize to someone for resenting them. Right away, the demons say, well, not now. You, you hear this voice says, not now. Or you're going to hurt her feelings. Or you're this or that, right? That's a demon. Or if you want to go to the gym, you say, I'm going to get up in the morning and go to the gym before work. You wake up in the morning, the demons say, oh, it's too early. Oh, you don't feel like it. That's the demon. Those are demons. When you want to do something, this voice tells you not to. Or sometimes he'll tell you to do it. That's the demon in you. Those are the demons. As someone said, he's not like running around with some red suit on and, and, and piss fault, whatever you care, right? But the demons are the ones that tell you not to when you know you should. The demons tell you, it's the voices in your head. Any little thing that you do because Satan has made a home in your imagination, and he is pretending to be God. And everything that God does, he would do it too. And if you, are, if you have not overcome the imagination, you would think that is you or God telling you those things. 
And it's not. It's the demons in you. The devil and his little demons have made a home in you. That's why the ego must die. The nature of the devil must die. And then those demons will start to depart from you and they'll go and find someone else to make a home in. Because they do live off other people. But once that light starts shining in you, they have to depart from you. So like when you amongst all the friendly people and they say something in the crowd, they say something that looks like it's embarrassing or they want to make you mad. And the devil tell you, oh, they're trying to embarrass you. Look at everybody laughing at you or this or that. Those are the demons that are talking to you. Or will you only know the truth by intellect? And the devil makes you think, because you can read the Bible and quote the Bible to the cows come home, right? The devil makes you think by quoting the Bible to you in your head, he'll make you think that's from God. Never mind you have not gone and forgiven so you can enter into the kingdom. He don't care about it. The devil doesn't want you to forgive because he wants you intellectually outside of the kingdom by making you think that you're in the kingdom. When you gossip, when you're envious and strifeful and fearful, you have fear. Those are demons working inside of you. And you believe that is you. Because if you did, there would be no way you would have any of those things at all. The light will defeat the darkness. And if you have those things, you don't know God. You know about him, but you don't know him. Because if you knew him, no matter what the outer environment is happening, and I'm not talking about if you're down in South Central LA, you're about to get shot. You get out of there, right? But if you're just at work or around mean people, you wouldn't be bothered by it at all. You would not be afraid of the darkness. And if you have fear in you, if you have anger, that's a, those are demons in you. You're wishing, anyone that has anger is worshiping the devil. All in the name of Jesus. As Hassan just said, you worship the devil if you have anger. If you have fear, you, have, you worship. You're glorifying the devil. If you have doubt, if you have worry, if you're lonely, if you're emotional, you're worshiping the devil. You're not worshiping God because in God, none of those things exist. Why are y'all looking at me like this? <laughs> Does that make sense a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So stop worshiping. The, if, if you blame anyone else for anything, anything at all, you're worshiping the devil. You're not of God. We are responsible, if we are married and have children, we are responsible for our kids to be a good example. And if you don't, then the kids are going to hate you. But when they grow of age, they need to forgive you so that they can go free. But up until that age of adulthood, whatever that might be, you're responsible for your children, and they can blame you for not being responsible. But as an adult, we can't blame anyone. Did you know you literally cannot blame anyone else? And if you were of God, you wouldn't blame only the children of the devil blame other people. If you hadn't done that, I wouldn't be mad. You made me mad. <laughs> you made me angry. You can't make another person angry if it's not already in them. You just bring it out what's already there. And what's already there started when you were a little child. It didn't start when you meet each other. 
we used to see each other at school or we become an adult. It was already there, and it's, this situation is making it come out. Nobody put it there. And so you're worshiping the devil where you blame others for anything. Amazing, huh? You're worshiping the devil if you're not able to stand alone. If you got to join a group, you're worshiping the devil. That doesn't mean you're hang out, have some fun, but you're worshiping the devil if you're not able to stand alone and be an individual. You get with the group, you sound like the group, act like the group, but you're just worshiping the devil, you're just like the group. Yes, ma'am. Amazing. Y'all so quiet I can hear a bug running across the floor. It just helping a little bit? So what? Yeah, yeah. The wheels are turning. Yes. Right on. I have a question. Um so I I'm pregnant and I'm having a lot of like, you know, hormones and emotions, like there's a lot of emotions. And I do believe what you say, like going into emotions is worshiping the devil. Yes. But then I'm wondering then, why did God made women like that? Good question. God did not make you like that. Satan made you like that. Remember the story of the Bible where uh, Adam loved his father and then Eve loved her husband for a while. And then so as a result of that, they communicated with no words. The, 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 the son understood the father without a word. But then one day Eve went shopping. And, and before she went shopping, she used to obey her husband. And her husband told her, okay, I want you to pick up some candy yams, collard greens, ham hops, fr- fried corn so we can have boiled corn. And, and don't listen to the serpent. He's going to be out there waiting. Don't listen to him. Give him the finger and go your way. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so one day she went shopping, so it was fine. She ran into the serpent, and he tried to, hey, don't listen to that man. Don't obey him. And she's like, no, get away. I obey my husband. I love my husband. But how about when you don't agree with him? That's all right. I still love my husband. And so she was fine. She still loved her husband who loved God. And then one day she went shopping after a while. And just before she went shopping, uh, she was feeling all happy and all good. She went shopping. And the devil approached her again and said, why are you listening to that man? Don't listen to that man. You could be your own woman. Take off your bra. <laughs> Become liberated. Look at the man walk around with no shirt. You should be able to do that too. And he's like, yeah, that's right. It's hot out here. She took the bra, and she went back home with no bra. And Adam was like, E, where's your bra? <laughs> and, the devil, and she said, well, the devil told me to take it off, and I can be liberated. And because you listen to your father, you weep for listening to your father, so why should I listen to you, right? And at that very moment, she changed from what God had created to the nature of the devil. And that's the same nature that being passed down through the woman. It's the same nature. And that's why we have to forgive our mother because the mothers don't realize they're evil. And it's not them, but it's the spirit in her. That's why God said all who are born of the flesh must be born of the spirit. 
of the Father. You have once to live, once to die, once to live, right? And so when you forgive your mother, God will forgive you. And all those emotions will disappear. And you will have perfect love. And in perfect love, there are no emotions. Emotions belong to the devil. It's the nature, it's an abnormal nature, and it's the nature of the devil. And so now that you're pregnant, if you forgive your mother and you forgive your father, you're going to have a perfect pregnancy. It'll be amazing. And it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't be based on how you felt. You'll feel the baby moving and you'll be grateful because you know that it's from God. It's from God. Just think about God is so amazing. Everything we are, everything he created, everything, we, every fiber, every breath we breathe. Every step we take is from God. And that's why you, we should never brag about I. I did this. And I did that. I made this beautiful home. I had this beautiful baby. It's my body. It's not I. It's all from God. If women understood that babies are from God and it had nothing to do with their body and their choice, then they would love the baby because they would not take credit for the baby. So, when you, so that's why women became that way. And when, boys and when boys and girls are traumatized by their mother, they're like a love, like a patient, then they become like that too. And they can't help it. But God is a dispassionate God. Satan is a passionate God. And so when you have your little monthly cycle, I just found out the other day, a couple of weeks ago now, when women have cycles, you know what that is? Mm-hmm. The monthly thing? Yes. They go crazy. Mm-hmm. You just yeah, I just found it out. They cry, they scream, they yell. Did you know that? Yes, I've Did, experienced it. <laughs> what a mess, huh? Yes. So if you didn't get, if you didn't have the anger, you would not go through it that way. It'll be all your burdens would be light, but because you have anger, everything is heavy. Mm. So that's why women go through that because they, uh, the sin of Eve disobeying her husband. Does that, that make sense? Do you disagree with that? Yes, yes, I agree. You agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So forgive so that you, because if you go through all these motions while pregnant, your child could be traumatized in the womb spiritually. Mm. Because we, we communicate spiritually. Kids, kids communicate spiritually with their parents. Mm. It's not what you say, it's what your spirit is about. Mm-hmm. And so if you're angry, your spirit is angry. And your child will come out angry, already messed up. Mm. So be grateful, relax, and let it happen naturally. And do the silent prayer. Are you familiar with the silent prayer? Um, no, I'm not. I have a, a, on my YouTube channel, www.silentprayer.video. Uh, it helps you to calm down. God said, be still and know him. So I want you to give it a try. Mm. I want you to do your little hoop and hollering in the morning. Oh, Lord, bless my mama, bless my daddy. Blah, 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 right? Uh, do your little hoop in the heart. Thank you, God. I love you. Well, you really don't, but mm-hmm. you're lying. But lie to God. You're really praying to the devil. Mm-hmm. But be still and know God. And he would take over. And he would, like, this is, this is your imagination, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're one with that. Mm-hmm. And what he's going to do when you forgive, he's going to bring you out of that. And then you start to observe those thoughts, which are not your own. And you shall know God. He will guide you. Okay. So you still do your little hoop and hollering until you see the right way to go, all right? 
Okay. And do the silent prayer. When you're done, hooping and hollering. Whew, I'm tired of hooping and hollering. <laughs> and so be still and know the Father. Okay. All right? Okay. Isn't that fun? Yes. Yeah. Let me Thank know how so. it goes, all right? Okay, I will. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Did that help a little bit? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? So every little thought and feeling you have are demons. They're demons. If you're in the crowd, they get mad in the crowd, the demon making you get mad. It's not you. You sit through it. And let the people humiliate you, let them laugh at you, let them say what they want, because it's, you're going to discover by letting, it's all ego, and by letting that happen, the ego is dying, and you shall live. The real you will come alive. And in order for one to live, he must die. She must die. So don't run away from the situation, run into it. Even with the thoughts, when the thoughts come, don't run away from the thoughts, run to the thoughts. And just watch them. Just watch them. Do not run away from them. And that watching them is the light of God. That's the last thing the devil wants. The darkness does not want the light to shine on it. As somebody said, the darkness does not want the light to shine. So when you're having these, and it's not you having a thought, but it seems like it's you. And the first thing you want to do is escape it. You want to go make a phone call. Or you want to go eat. Or you want to go and get high, whatever, right? Don't do it. Watch it. Stay there and watch it. To at least take a little time just to watch it. And then go eat your food. <laughs> Don't run from it. It's the light shining on the darkness. It feels like it's you, but it's not. And then the light would destroy it. And, and after a while, the ego pain would get less and less and less and less. There you arise. Christ went through that. That's what we have to go through, too. And we can only go through it when we have the love of God working on our behalf. You can't go through it on your own because it's all spiritual. We are spirit. Everything we do is spiritual. Everything. Amazing, huh? I hope that helped a little bit. So everybody got demons. You just don't call it demon because your ego doesn't want you to call it a demon. But it's demon. Why do you think people judge one another? It's demons. Amazing. Let me do this because of time. I saw these two a while back. This young man here, then the young lady, and then, no, with their black shirt. You had your hand, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Make a long story short because Exactly what Hassan said. Yes, thoughts are the demons. But what about angels? The word angel literally means messenger of God. So can angels give us good thoughts or bad thoughts? You know, the demons obviously give us bad Here's thoughts. Here's what but- I recommend. Don't worry about the angels. Yeah. <laughs> you work on overcoming the darkness. And then mm-hmm. everything will be clear to you. You will have a clear mind. Mm-hmm. Really, don't, don't, worry about the, don't worry about the light. Don't worry about the, the angels. All mm-hmm. that is a setup. Because if you get into the angel thing, Satan would present one of his demons as an angel. Mm-hmm. He really would. And what about the archangels, like Archangel Don't Raphael? Don't worry about the Ar- archangels. <laughs> I, I mean, just said, there's a, you know, the archangels, you know, there's like a hierarchy in God's kingdom, right, or not? Yeah, but don't worry about that yet. <laughs> Do you hear okay. me say don't focus on that at all? Because right. we've been taught so much, and our intellect holds on to things, and Satan uses it against us. Because if you get into the archangel... Seen to see you the archangel. 
You know what I'm saying? God doesn't want you to have any ideas, any plans about anything, not life itself. So let that go too. Become dumb. You must become dumb. Really. And dumb means all of your ideas, all your teaching, all your learning, all your plans and all that has to be wiped away. Yes, ma'am. Long story short, and then I got to end. Um, the lady over there was talking about hormones, and every, all the girls are like, hormones, my body, what's going on? And you just have to realize you're on autopilot, and once you realize you're on autopilot, you become the pilot, and you become Tom Cruise in Top Gun, and you learn how to navigate the plane, which is in your body, and you learn to trust it, and God works through your body, because God created your body, and your body okay, is perfect. Okay, short. And that's why you're perfect. Okay, thank you. What? Ah. Thank you. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Let me say here, and then you say, of course, if you're you a visitor, like, yeah, yeah, been in a room. Yes. I was just going to say, when you said everybody has demons, actually, by definition, the word demon means evil spirit. Yes. So, yeah, that's what it is. That's what we're overcoming. That's why we need the light. And so, please stop protecting the not you. The pain that you have is not you. The fear is not you. And I'm not talking about medical stuff, spiritual stuff. All right? Last word. Uh, just uh, if anybody's listening to this, don't tell my parents that we're pregnant yet. We're going to tell them on my dad's birthday, August nice. 10th. So. Don't tell them. You know, you yeah. don't know who they are. Yeah. You, can't see them on, you, can't, you can't see them on camera. Don't tell anyone. And, uh, anyways. And congratulations, by the way. Man. Hey, thanks a lot. And uh, I love you. And I'm really glad that we could be here right and on, me too. introduce you to my wife and right everything. On. I really appreciate your blessing. Do you too, know so. you're welcome. Do you know if it's a boy or girl? No, we're real early. We're, oh. We don't know anything. Right on, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, just and in it, case, yeah. real men make boys first. I told her that. And uh, I told my sister that. And she said that's the dumbest thing she ever heard. But I still stick to it. That's I, yeah. Right. So if this is a girl sitting back. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the brand new biblical question. So this helped a little bit, right? So stop arguing with the demons. Those are demons. But you're blessed if you have forgiven. The light will fight the demons. Don't you fight them. You can't fight them. You just need to see them. All right? Right. My brand new biblical question. What is it? Which is easier to deal with? The accuser outside of you or the accuser inside of you? Which is easier to deal with? The accuser outside of you or the accuser inside of you? Which is easier to deal with? No, I can't ask you because you already know. Don't ask me. I already know. You already know? Which is easier for you to deal with? The accuser outside of you or the accuser inside of you? I would say outside of me because the one inside of me is very critical and I believe it more than I believe the one outside of me. Amazing. Interesting. Francesca, which one is easier to deal with? Uh, The accuser outside of you or the accuser inside of you? The way, the way I see it, think of it, it's a... Uh, can you speak up? And, and can you kind of, oh, you already know you're supposed to speak up. I don't... Would you I, call his generation? 
you're a boomer. I don't need the mic. Right. <laughs> Real fast, because we are totally out of time. I don't, I don't really see it that way. So What's the, inside is what on way? the outside. I don't see it, uh, what is worse, the voice in, or the evil inside of you. Or the Which evil. is easier to deal with. The, uh, the, uh, which is easier to deal with, the accuser outside of you or the accuser inside of you? Neither one for me. Neither one for me. What do you mean by that? The, the, one, that, the one that's on the inside is the one that's going to come out on the outside. What do you mean by that? By my thoughts and my, the evil that's in my mind, inside my spirit, comes out physically in my voice and in my actions. And so, are you answering the question? I, it's, to me, it's a kind of a false, it's a false question, a oh. trick question to me. Amazing. Nice. So I asked Francisco that question earlier this morning, and he was back in the room where he can, the big room, and, and Francisco gave the answer, and we started laughing. I'm like, hey, why are you laughing at him? Why were you laughing <laughs> so you're laughing out of peer pressure? Peer pressure? No, your laugh is infectious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, are you afraid of death? Yeah. And why? I don't. I mean, I don't really l- like pain, and um, although I can take a little bit, but I. I don't like death-type pain, I don't think. I, I imagine. <laughs> How you know death is pain? Well, I would think that it's, it seems like it might be kind of painful and scary. Like, I don't want to go to hell. Uh, along with so, her. Yeah. And so you, uh, yeah. so you think that death is painful? Before you die, it seems like it's painful. How is that? It just seems like people have to take a bunch of pain medication and all that stuff. And then that may even prevent them from, like, crying out and going to heaven. And then they, they're spared the pain, and then they end up going to hell more frequently, perhaps. And so, so it's, it's so like you, a lot to be afraid of. So you think that way. You don't know that for sure. Right. So could your thoughts be lying to you? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Oh, okay. <sighs> Amazing. But anyway, that's the biblical question for this week. Stay with the silent prayer. Be still and know God, right? If you have not forgiven, go and forgive. Forgive your mothers. And you're going to shake in your boots dealing with mama. Really. It's going to be like trying to face Hitler. But it'll be the last time you ever shake. And forgive your father for not protecting you from mama. Oh, because she couldn't, uh, he couldn't have you married to mama. You, you become attracted to what you hate. Uh, uh, thank you for your support. Let me do this really fast. You had a question because it, you're a visitor. <laughs> I, I saw your hand and I was going yeah, to give you that. I, I think I forgot what my question was, though. Oh, you forgot? Just for the moment. What were we talking about in the end? It was uh, something about team. I don't know, honestly. I, it was there and then it went away. Okay. It went away. All right. Sorry. So thank you for your tithe and offering your support. Really, really do appreciate it. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. So if you need counseling, call the office, uh, 800-411-BOND, or go to the website, and the information's there. 
become your own man, become your own woman. If you can't live alone, you're not worthy of living with anyone else, and it's not going to work because you're getting identities from everything but God. All right? So become your own man. Become your own woman. Stay with the silent prayer and watch. And the rest will be easy after a while. The ego death is hard. So thank you all for tuning in. And thank you all for coming. That was amazing today. I appreciate it. Amazing. So we're going to do the tithing offering.